She was everything to me. But they took her. And with her, they took my kindness and my mercy. That was their mistake. Because now, all I've got left is a cold heart. They thrive on doubt. They feast on fear. These wretched abominations blight this world. Every last one of them will perish by my Heads and welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we're talking about the Purifier Lucian, who was released August 22nd, 2013. Mm, yeah. He's about to turn nine. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> bad him. shit. Yeah. He's about to hit the double digits, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. God, uh, I remember. I remember. Like this, I think this was definitely. I was at right by the, by this point, and this was one of the first oh, yeah. like champion releases that I really remember like getting teased out. Like I remember they showed because mm. we would do these show and tells, and it was like in a little, it's like in a little cafeteria auditorium. I guess I, I don't know how you describe that room exactly where they would show stuff that's coming <laughs> up to the company, and they showed his login screen to like cap the whole thing off. <sighs> it's so. Oh, it's so fucking cool. I it is still my favorite login screen mm-hmm. that has ever been done. It is, aside from Welcome to Planet Earth or maybe Tied, it is my favorite song that has ever been released Right by Riot. It is fucking top tier all around. It's yeah. so good. I listen to it consistently. I would say about once a year, I go and I watch that login mm-hmm. screen. <laughs> I'm not oh, yeah. even exaggerating. God. It's just so good. If you've never seen it, please just... Lucian login screen. I think I'm going to open this episode up with the the login screen version, actually. So there's oh, like sure. the little with the, animation mo- with the monologue. Yeah. Well, no, I can't do the animation, yeah. but, but the monologue at the beginning. I feel like this was the first champion that his lore was like really highlighted with his release. Or it might have been one of the first. It was the first I remember. I mean, it was certainly the the first that I remember where it was highlighted in the login screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think this may have been one of the first, like, big collaborations with an outside artist for a login oh, yeah. screen, too, because they mm-hmm. got Crystal mm-hmm. Method to um, for, for this theme. <laughs> what a fucking pick, man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's something that I really like about League and Riot in general is that they will they will just step out of, like, maybe, like, a comfort zone almost. They're like, yeah, we're going to make a fucking electronic fucking banger. Go get the Crystal Method to come in, you know, just like, <laughs> and, and you see it in their other musical projects for sure. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. what a fucking, like, plant your fucking flag, right? Right. They always yeah. know. And they popped up at Worlds that year oh, um, as well, the opening ceremony for Worlds. And I think, was this season three? I think yeah. it was season three, I yeah? I think so, yeah. Um, I feel like this was the first, like, big opening ceremony they did and still comparatively it's not as big as what they do now but season one there was probably not anything i wasn't there for season one <laughs> no season one was fake that it was, was a very young looking that was a dream hack yeah <laughs> we didn't even have our own tournament season one and then season two they had an orchestra play the league of legends theme which was which a very, very big cool. deal mm-hmm. but then this you know this season it was like a concert beforehand yeah. <laughs> with like animation on the walls more things that they do now it was really cool it was very awesome oh yeah, yeah. and didn't they get the uh the 
bassist from Limp Biscuit also performing <laughs> with Crystal Method what? on one of them. Yeah, I never I think, yeah. <laughs> known that. I remember. Yes, you unlocked like a core memory of that, that, that John, fucking. John. It's like a stand-up like slap bass. It's like it's not. Or is this even like a full? God, maybe I'm thinking of something else. But goddamn, yeah, I do. Who remember the him fuck for sure. recognizes a bassist in any band, <laughs> but let alone Limp Biscuit? <laughs> But remember him really, he really stuck out in the performance <laughs> i guess because it's mostly yeah, the crystal method guys just doing their their dj shit and then there's like this bassist it's like he sticks out if i remember <laughs> yeah well we were excited either way yeah but yeah if you haven't seen it and even just listen to like the music obviously awesome but i would actually watch the login no, screen no, no. because yeah. like yeah. the the animation synced up to the narration and then you know, the lamp disappearing into the guns firing. So mm-hmm. fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, they were all like these small animations and he got a lot more. And then just like his still image of, or not the still image, but the image of just the gunshots lighting up various parts of the screen. It's just so beautiful. It's so mm-hmm. good. Lucian has a shit ton of lore, but I we know, had to talk about his release on, for a second. But, <laughs> but I think you're right. His release, like, yeah. Because what you originally Go said ahead. about it was like, they highlighted the lore and like, I think that's a really important thing. And I feel like, I feel like it was maybe also one of the f- the newer at the times. Like they were developing, like a, a a narrative and a relationship between him and and another champion, Thresh. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, and I feel like you know, I know they have conflicts before, but I feel like this was one that felt very uh, like maybe dynamic or like organic or new, and it just like to put that at the forefront of like this is what this champion's about. It's very cool. Yeah, right. yeah. It w- didn't feel like they were trying to force write it after, you know, which is mm-hmm. kind of what they did with a lot of lore. It feels like <laughs> no, like they they made Lucian with the intention of this lore event, and then Senna as well, which she was hinted for a while too. Until we were like, are we getting Lucian's wife? She can come out of fucking lantern because <laughs> it's in his bio, which we'll go over Someone in a second. Her snacks in there? How's she doing? <laughs> But yeah, that was cool. Yeah, on his uh, universe page, he has a bio, the video, the climb, and four short, quote unquote, <laughs> stories. <laughs> Several of them are pretty long. I would say three of the four are f- are fairly lengthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. His yeah. color story is pretty short. but And then I think there's a shit ton more that John also found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, I forgot th- to yeah. write a bonus quote for you today. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Oh, God, I didn't think. Well, if you remember, I was going to say, if you just think about the the, the login screen, you'll get a few of them. <laughs> That's right. That's He's got a few in there. I will she say, so I think you mentioned it to me. Yeah. in the Kogma episode, because <laughs> the, the original VO was the Cog VO and the Renekton guy as well. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I played a lot of Lucian, but I played him with that VO, so that's what's in my head. So I don't really mm. know what he sounds like these days. It was interesting to go and listen to his, because he's got a million quotes now. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, it's definitely a different. Um but I, I'm not able to like remember that new one because the old one's so firmly like branded into the part of my brain that remembers <laughs> League of Legends, you know. But yeah, he's just like, yeah. keep moving dies. on. Oh, that's it. So Wait, just need a little help. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that line. Yeah. Uh, so my quote is: After Senna turns into a wraith, <laughs> that you, Senna? Uh, is this about me not making the bed again? <laughs> I think Why have funny. we never Lucian Senna bot lane? We should. Right. That would be really fun, actually. Oh, never have. Oh, yeah, for sure. No. Mm-hmm. We've done Zyra, Zyra Khan. Khan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I already went, but it got over, overwritten by an actual <laughs> quote. So I'm this... sorry. You were great. No, yeah, I'll, I'll mute take myself. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, I think we good on him. Yeah, I think so. Take us through the bio. All right. (laughs) Lucian was a normal boy in Demacia. (laughs) His father. Can someone help me with this pronunciation? Urias. Urias. That's that's how I read it. That sounds right. Urias. Okay. Urias was a sentinel of light. Lucian's mother. Nowhere to be found. Not mentioned. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) I just found that really stark. Like they don't even bring her up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, anyway, Lucian wants to be... born with the first breath of creation, so he doesn't actually have a... <laughs> I think he's one of the few that wasn't, John. <laughs> Come on, be excited. <laughs> Although I did wonder... Okay, never mind, we'll get to it. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Lucian wants to be just like his dad, but dad is like, no way. So Lucian has to stay in Demacia while his dad went off and battled mist monsters. Lucian started to guide mages out of Demacia when they were banished, which this th- this is what made me wonder, like, is Lucian older? Because, like, they eventually started imprisoning mages, yes? Maybe he, like, left, like, the day that that happened. He just happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, know, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Well, because they were banishing them to, like, their own neighborhoods for a while, which is why it was so easier, why it was so easy for the mage seekers to round them up when when that flip got switched. Sure. Switched. Switched flipped. (laughs) Well, I switched my flips. I don't know about you. (laughs) I saw that, like, confusion in your eyes as he said it. (laughs) It's really good. Uh, Anyway, one day Lucian comes home and he finds Senna. Uh, she has Lucian's father's weapon, says that he's dead, and she's also his apprentice, which kind of shocked him, because that's the job he wanted. <laughs> Lucian's super jelly, but convinces Senna to let him come to the vigil for lost sentinels, which is what they do to, I guess, bury sentinels. So after the vigil, they're attacked by wraiths from the mist. Senna attracts them, I guess. So, yeah, uh, they fight them. Lucian fires his dad's gun to help defeat them, and because he is, like, uninitiated, this is very impressive. So Senna decides he should also be a sentinel. As she trains him, they fall in love. Mm. <laughs> and Lucian decides he wants to find a cure for Senna's, like, mist disease. And that leads them to fighting Thresh one day, who kills Senna because Lucian was too manly to run away from a fight. Lucian roamed Runeterra, all pissed off for a while, while he decides to find Thresh and break the lantern to free Senna's soul. But when he finally does, he just releases Senna instead. And now she's got a new mission. We all know what it is. It's already over. <laughs> she did her mission. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that a lot of this was changed and added because Senna, we didn't know Senna was going to come out of the lantern. Like, I think the way it ended originally is he's pissed off trying to find Thresh. The end? Probably. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah, look at the lot lore, I'll be honest. Oh, okay. I should have, but there was already so much regular regular lore. I can, I can barely keep it in my brain. Hmm. Yeah. Was Senna named? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, I felt like she had a name because I thought he said it in quotes, like in games sometimes. And stuff. Yeah, like he would old, one of his old old quotes. I'm sure one of the new ones. It's like they still use it. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hot tip for fathers out there: <laughs> if you don't want your son to follow in your footsteps, don't come home with cool sounding <laughs> yeah. stories about your job. It's <laughs> true. He like sat yeah. his son down. And he's like, "Guess what? Fucking great shit I did. I got so many ladies on my arm. I'm the best. You're not allowed to do this." <laughs> yeah, it does seem like they use the word like he regales him. Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea that he's like bullying him. It's like, "Dad, can I just go to bed?" It's like, "No, you got three more hours. <laughs> you gotta uh, listen to this awesome shit." Can you teach me how to shoot? No, nerd. Read a book. <laughs> okay, you can watch me shoot. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, right. It's a little. I guess the thing about the dad stuff is like this is kind of a long bio, and I feel like a lot of that stuff is not terribly impactful to like Lucian in any of the other stuff. Like, it feels like maybe yeah. a little unnecessary detail. Yeah, I wish they trailed off a bit more because I think the significance of him. He has two guns, and one of them is his father's, and the other is his wife, and he lost them both. And I, I like that idea that he's fighting with the guns of two of his loved ones who he lost, mm-hmm. but we don't really feel his dad's death or anything like that much later. There is a short story where he's trying to help a woman find her father's dead body, and I almost wish there was more of a connection there. Yeah. They kind of make it like he understands losing loved ones, but I really like him reflecting on his own father and how he wasn't there when he died and things like that. That would have made so much more sense. Agreed. Yeah. It's, I think they got, I mean, we'll talk about it when we do that one, but almost they got a little too caught up with the one kind of metaphor they might have been going for and kind of missed <laughs> yeah. a little bit of this one. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's such a long story, too. Like, I don't want to suggest yeah. things to add to it, but I definitely, I don't understand Change why that connection things. wasn't made. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, the reason I mentioned it is because it feels like it take, they spend a lot of time with it. Yeah. You know? And um, it, if it got referenced later, that maybe that would be, feel more appropriate mm-hmm. or better but for now it's like a little mm-hmm. like, i don't meander you know i don't know how it, what the exact wording is but it's just kind of like a race like um yeah. i get that senate yeah. became more important to him and everything like that but you would think that both those losses would have such an effect on who he is Are he aced? <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> You okay, you, folks. Tip your waiters. <laughs> Need some ibuprofen after that one. <laughs> Whew, man. Oh god. Yeah. It's really like slow downing realization of what you just said. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were just saying erase stupidly. <laughs> yeah. Is he having a stroke? <laughs> erase your aces, the bottom butter. <laughs> Silly old bibbly old bear. Oh, man. So a few things I liked about this story. One, I like when Lucian first fires his gun. It does specify, like, Lucian fired the pistol, which distracted the ghoul and for enough time that Senna could deal with it. <laughs> it <laughs> makes rem- sense. It reminded me so much of Akshan's final shots in the big absolution cinematic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pew, pew, dink, dink. <laughs> oh, that's great. They connected uh, harmlessly. Yeah. <laughs> I also just, like, I have such a hard time imagining Senna fighting with a pistol now. I, I like, know. can't even imagine it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, What I did agree. you do with your other hand? <laughs> what did he do with... They held hands. That's what they did. Aww. <laughs> uh, another interesting thing that... When he lived in Demacia and he saw the mage seekers kind of taking away the mages, he had a big, he judged them really harshly for like, I can't believe they could see the world so black and white when there's so many (laughs) shades of nuance. Um, And then after losing Senna, it makes like a specific point too of like, he now sees the world in black and white. Uh, just like the mage seekers but you know obviously better than the mage seekers because yeah his, his black and white is a lot easier i think to see there are literal undead ghouls <laughs> yeah. um, it's kind of easier to draw smoke. the line between <laughs> yeah literally hell smoke that just like slaughters everything brutally in its path very Fucking different hellraiser and... shit's happening on the <laughs> regs yeah like constantly yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I like some of the Demacia stuff because I think when we look at the stories, there's a good kind of signposting of where he's at, maybe emotionally, when it comes to how he deals with like innocence and treats them, right? And that's his starting point, right? Is he's going out of his way to help people in a very downtrodden position. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you could just excise that second part. And we can just see that happen as he changes and how he treats people, right? Like, going from that yeah. to the to his color story, even, should be a big, like, hey, something's changed with this fucking character, you know? <laughs> so. Something yeah. I'm interested in, because they do also mention that when Senna got taken, they were scouring for, like, a magical artifact in a vault, and that's when Thresh attacks them and gets them. I'm curious if this is actually Thresh's vault that we get to visit in the Ruined King game. It's a good question. I actually was, I was curious because I was curious to see, like, did that actually happen on the Shadow Isles? Was it somewhere else? Um, and, and they didn't make explicit mention, but if Thresh is there, it's probably yeah. his vault, right? <laughs> I like to think so. Yeah, to I've been there. <laughs> You're reading the story. I, I've been there. Hey, it's pretty cool. God. Neato. <laughs> that was a fun fight. <laughs> I love the Yelp review. <laughs> it's a little too cold. <laughs> zero out of ten right slightly chilly needed a pullover get a response from thresh it's just like an angry screed <laughs> i will slay you oh man really? yeah uh, that's an interesting question yeah i uh i i was keeping a counter on this one mm. uh so in lucian's bio we see them challenge Thresh, and Lucian tries to 1v1 him, basically, and fails. I mean, what a shit AD carry can't 1v1 the Thresh. All right, come on. And then Senna has to come and rescue him. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to keep track of how many times specifically that happens, where he tries to 1v1 Thresh, and then Senna in some way has to come rescue him. <laughs> it happens in almost all of his stories. <laughs> Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. At least one. <laughs> yeah, I can. I mean, I can explicitly think of one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be curious to see what that count gets to as we prog- progress through all this lore. <laughs> I thought about counting how many times he refuses to acknowledge Senna's name in like the narration. Be like, ever since she got mm, taken, that would be a she good one. would never fail this. And I'm like, just say her fucking name. We know who you're talking about. <laughs> who could it be? Could be LeBlanc. It's always italicized. Right? <laughs> <laughs> LeBlanc would never let this happen. Maybe that's his affectionate nickname for her. She? Yeah. <laughs> Come here, she. <laughs> yeah. Please don't ever call me that as an affectionate nickname, John. All right. I saw the spark just die in John's eyes. Like, got it. He was so ready. <laughs> now what am I gonna do? All right. <laughs> I didn't have too much else for the bio. Like I said, it's a little, it's a little yeah. long. I feel like maybe it could focus a little more on stuff. It's hard too because he's a character who's kind of gone through a lot of. A relatively a lot of story progression relative to a lot of other characters. So trying to get that all in a thousand words is like sometimes you just gotta you just gotta put it put it all on the page. You know what I mean? Can't yeah, really. it made me a little disappointed that he never like stayed in Demacia because I would honestly love to see Demacia with Lucian there presently and how he would have handled all of that shit and how the mages were eventually treated and everything like that. Yeah. That would have been interesting. I think he would have been a very big advocate for the mages you know yeah especially given how he reacted to the um you know in the hunter in the shadows uh or not the hunter in the shadows um 
the homebound uh, the homebound story, how he reacted to the priests. Like, it's clear that, like, oh, yeah. you know, if he sees shit going down that he doesn't appreciate, like, you don't have to be undead. He'll you're, kill you. You're going to fucking, <laughs> you're going to get it. Yeah. yeah. I honestly would be curious, you know what would be really nice would have been to have seen him very early in his hunt of Thresh and interact with that? And then bring him back with Cinna way late. I guess, you know, they did, but they didn't ever capitalize on it in Rise of the Sentinels, right? Yeah. But using that oh, as like, again, you can see the way the character has changed and in, in the way they interact with that situa- those situations differently. That could be a lot of fun for sure. Getting us into his brain some more in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. On so, to one of the many short stories. Yeah, I kind of I tried to write him down on what I was pretty sure was... Um, like a chronological, chronological order. Oh, fancy. Yeah, that's okay. how I had to organize it too. Because when you start, I think they're in reverse <laughs> chronological on the page. I think, so. which I think is they are, really which is confusing. Shitty, yeah, it's a confusing, <laughs> shitty way to read a character. So, <laughs> so don't do it. Luckily, we already, I think, knew most about Lucian that, mm-hmm. you know, we could have. But yeah. Right. So I right. think, and, and you can tell me your read on this, I think the first one in chronological would probably be Hunter of the Shadows. Yeah, I think so. Maybe there's a there's a Shadows and Reflections teaser piece. I don't know if, if you were including that on in your timeline. Right. I put it kind of like last because that was also like the... I wasn't 100% sure, and if, sure if that was fully canon since that was like release stuff. Yeah, right. Like that's we can, you know, we'll put that in the big maybe pile or whatever is canon. But I I think yeah, Hunter of Shadows, which is his color story, um, I can get us through through most of these uh, since he's got a ton of (laughs) AU shit too with cyberpunk, etc. But this is by stories. (laughs) This is by our 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 boy Anthony Reynolds, um, future writer. (laughs) Did we say who the bio did? By the way, no, I didn't have a credit on that. By Devin Devin Gill. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. yeah, nice. This is this is a pretty straightforward little color piece, but it's no. Did it say that this takes place in the Shadow Isles? This is kind of like a nameless place that's being harrowed, right? I assume. Right, I assume I it wasn't the nameless. Shadow Isles yeah, because know. there's people. I feel there. like there's no like people there, right? You're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, it's some harrowing type thing. <laughs> a harrowing adjacent <laughs> event is happening in some nameless town, and Lucian is fighting off some ghouls in an inn. Uh, and it kind of opens with him, you know, finishing them off, and he starts like taking a breather, and a little girl kind of pops up, um, and you know, they. I guess he's he's very cold to her. He doesn't. He's just he doesn't really seem to like try to help her in this crazy shitty situation. Uh, big ghoul <laughs> pops up, throws him across the room, and he loses his guns. And the little girl picks one up, but can't use it. And he has a little flashback to the first time, maybe not the first time, but when he was kind of into his early training with Senna, um, manages to get hold of, kind of come back to reality, grab hold of guns, kill off the ghoul. Um, and then he kind of leaves it by just like telling the little the little girl like oh, bar the door and hope you make it to sunrise and then he just kind of fucks <laughs> off. Uh, Good luck, have fun. <laughs> he also comes off GG diff- kid, right? Pretty much, which is like yeah. If we look at how Lucian has changed, this is he's very low now because <laughs> like he's this little kid. He's like oh, best of fucking luck. He also comes <laughs> off a little crazy at the end, which I kind of liked where he's like talking to himself a little bit, like as if he's talking to Cinna and the little girl's like. He's like mumbling to himself, and then he starts to hear like chains in the distance, and the little girl doesn't hear it. So like maybe that's a little bit of like a, a hallucination or something that Thresh is doing to him. Mm-hmm. It comes off weird a little bit at the end, yeah. and I kind of liked it. I yeah. loved thinking that like Thresh is the crocodile to Lucian's hook. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always someone, hearing the clank. Like please draw me that. Please draw. Who's, who's me? Is it? Is it Senna or? <laughs> no. 
No, it would be. Give it to her. Yeah. Hmm. I'll think about it. Shmi Gwen, maybe? <laughs> Rookie. Oh, Rookie. Rookie is Shmi. It's just a silhouette with a big question mark going on it. <laughs> Your face here. Oh, man. All right. So this story contradicts the bio a little bit because a little, yeah. yeah, Lucian mm. has this flashback of trying to use his gun and being like, "There's no trigger," and she's like, "You just gotta feel it in your heart, the heart of the cards." So, <laughs> but he's already done gun fired. But that he's thing. already <laughs> fired it. That was a big part of his bio was that he picked up the gun and just fired it. I could see it like being explained that he maybe picked it up and in his head pulled a trigger because he was just acting on instinct yeah, and like then it worked. didn't even know what had actually happened. Yeah, didn't even realize, which I could yeah. see that, but now, yeah. But I will say the whole shooting on instinct thing, part of his bio is new lore, not part of his original bio. Okay. Mm. So it's entirely possible These are bio just... came out, Hunters in the Shadows, mm. and then there was the rewrite of the bio. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. yeah Screwed yes. our boy Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your fault, Anthony. I wasn't blaming you. No, it's not, I mean, it's not the, the biggest deal in the world. I actually wish we no. got a little more of this, and maybe this or other stories of like what they were like. It's like the height, like when things were really nice, right? Like it would be nice to see a little bit more of that relationship, and then again, we can kind of see and compare and contrast how the, the relationship has changed as a result of mm-hmm. these events. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like the, the little bit here, even you know, for a color story, right? It's it's mostly the calm bits between action. It's like bookended by a little bit of action. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. Now, next up, I'm pretty sure Shadow and Fortune, Graham McNeil. Uh, yeah, for sure. There was one thing I wanted to get to before we moved on, which is oh, that there is a right, line right. here. Anthony knew what was up. Where there's a line in here <laughs> that said, uh, blah, 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 repeating the mantras he and Senna had been taught to close themselves off from ocean. Only then could he reach a place of equilibrium that would allow him to face ah. deathly horrors, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I love it. He knew exactly what was fucking going on. Nice little nod to the classic <laughs> right. equilibrium from like, I don't know. When did that, when did that movie come out? Fucking like... 99 or some 99? shit. Maybe like 2000. No, actually, it was probably I think two- it was early 2000. I'm going to guess 2000 and. Whenever after the Matrix is. 2001. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's going to be my guess. It had that Matrix influence for sure, but you know was not nearly as be, good as the Matrix. It might be solid 2000. Maybe. Regardless, if you haven't right, seen it, I'm trying to figure this. out how to spell it. Hang on. <laughs> There's a Q in it. Oh, well, yeah, I messed up. That was a typo. 2002. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. But yeah, you haven't seen it. Highly John recommend it. Tons of pun. It's, it's kind of it. bad. And by kind of, I mean yeah. very. But it's also kind of great. But they like invented a martial art form for this mm-hmm. movie. And I'll always appreciate that. <laughs> I the didn't gun love it, but... <laughs> Yeah. Which he does. Uh, I mean, speaking of which, the obvious, you know, the obvious uh, parallels between Equilibrium and this. He, his backing animation is just straight up. The equilibrium gun caught us. So. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. If you like Lucian's aesthetic, you'll like equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, that quote that you mentioned comes up again in Senna's story. So that does like the the mantra that they chanted to themselves. Oh, she yeah. also okay. chants it to herself to keep grounded. It yeah. was a nice touch. Yeah, I like that consistency for sure. But cool. Uh, we want to hop into Shadow of Shadow and Fortune by Graham we McNeil. Yeah. So uh, we touched on this a little bit with Miss Fortune. This is like a few different people's stories, yeah? Yes, exactly. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. Miss Fortune, Lucian, and Olaf, mm-hmm. and, you know, Allowy featuring Alawi. 
she's the Kramer to the the, the, the main three that this Seinfeld episode is. You got your A, B, and C plots, and they all wrap up at the end in a way you never expected. But um, yeah. I feel like I feel like Hecarim is the uh, Kramer in this one because he just kicks down the door. And everybody starts applauding. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. That's really good. <laughs> These but, are some real millennial references we're, we're throwing out we're, we're today. I want to say I mean, he yeah. is, he's kind of that way though in his design, right? Like so let's let's go hopeful. Like hard, Kramer? Heck no, <laughs> <laughs> no, Lucian. Oh, okay. I, I thought you meant like they really like thought about Kramer when they were making. <laughs> yeah, that was his. That was his production name. <laughs> Spooky Kramer. Yeah. Four-legged Kramer. Spooky Kramer. <laughs> Kramer. Oh, okay, that was pretty good. All right, anyway, Shadow and Fortune. Yeah, so like like we were talking about, follows a lot of characters. For Lucian's part, he actually does get the opening piece where he sees one of the gangs, because gang wars kind of uh, erupted after Misfortune has knocked out Gangplank. Uh, He sees one of the gang members who's been killed and, well, kind of killed. They roughed him up and strung him up by his jaw from a hook um, and realizes the guy's alive, so he... He kills him in a very brutal way in that he, you know, takes, like, the gun and just stabs it through him. He doesn't, sh- like, shoot him or anything. Shoot him in the head, Lucian. What the fuck? Which we do see gun. immediately after this works totally because six other, like, <laughs> this rival gang comes up to kind of, like, kill him and rob him. And he just blows him away. Uh, so, right. Like, I thought at first, like, oh, I can see that. Like, he's probably trying to be stealthy. He doesn't want to draw attention. <laughs> But then those other six come, and then it also says that, like, he knew they were there the whole time because they were loud. So, like, he knew he was already just, yeah. I, I don't you know, maybe. Didn't want to waste the spirit ammo, I right. guess. It really hurts to get shot by these things. You understand? It's like a million years of pain. Um, anyway, so the night goes on. Other people are having their various adventures. Um, now, eventually, he links up with Misfortune. I think... Had he met Thresh before then? You're going to have to help me a little bit with, with some of the details on this one. Had he seen Thresh at all in this before then? Or was it Misfortune who ran into him? I don't remember. Yeah, Misfortune first. Okay. I don't think he had run into Thresh quite yet. Yeah. But he probably knew he was there because, you know, the jingling of chains. <laughs> <laughs> Thresh has got like a cat bell on. He's fucking so loud all the time. <laughs> well, he's getting lost. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, eventually he links up with Misfortune's, like, survivor band. Kind of helps lead them through the city, but then he does see Thresh, and so he breaks off from them. They go to do their own thing. Um, Again, he's not really, you know, if we're looking at how he's treating people, he's not, like, really helping them or anything like that. He's just doing his own thing and happens to be killing wraiths around them. Uh, He sees Thresh, and they go and have a big confrontation on, like, a big bridge. Um, And he's trying to shoot at Thresh, and Thresh has his lantern, and he's giving himself the shield. And uh, this is when Lucian, we kind of learn, realizes that Sin is not dead. The whole, like, his understanding was that she had died and was 100% dead. So, um, and what he learns <laughs> instead here is that she is all, her soul is at least alive and trapped in Thresh's spirit and undergoing torture permanently, constantly. So, shit's really bad. And it, it kind of, uh, kind of like has an emotional breakdown, I guess we would say, and that he kind of stops fighting. He drops his guns. And Thresh gets ready to do, go all Hellraiser on him. And in that moment, Cinna kind of connects with him and like tells him to. I don't know. She gives him a, a little ego boost. With, I don't know exactly what her. Words <laughs> you can do were. it, babe. Yeah. Right. Love. Thanks, she. <laughs> to be number two, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Bing. Put it on the board. 
Um, so he picks up, I think this is like, maybe this is why they had him stab that guy. Just so they get established that you can stab things with these weapons, right? Because doesn't he kind of like stab the, does he stab the lantern here too? Or does he shoot it? It was not clear to me, the details to be honest. Yeah. He jams something into something. Oh, so they mentioned, okay, so one thing that they had mentioned, it, I, I don't think he actually stabbed the dude in the beginning with his gun. It said it was a silver spike. You're right, you're yeah, right. Silver yeah. stake, which stuck out to me because Why does Lush, he have that? Lucian literally enters this fucking story like Blade. They say he's got a silver stake, <laughs> he's got silver thread, he's got sanctified water. He's straight up fucking blade at the start of this. <laughs> he, he kind of is in the other ones where he's got like the grenade that's got like silver in it. It creates like mm-hmm. a, an area that you can fight in the mist. And he's got like his like his yeah. old blacksmith. He's got to go get his, his grenades and shit from. Yeah. Which like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I fucking love it. Like, mm-hmm. um, can't go wrong with blade. Tell you what. Uh, in any case, th- it, he does something with this thing. Right? It wasn't his gun. It was some other thing that he had and it weakens Thresh so now he's able to hit him with his shots and he does shoot the shit out of him but Thresh falls off the bridge burning and supposedly survives you know he just he kind of just Joker-esque lives to go fight another day right um, <laughs> and then there's this kind of a dam- like a kind of a, a, a denouement at the end where like oh uh, Lucian is, is kind of talking with misfortune she's like oh you could say you could help you know you help save a lot of people and he's like no I'm, I, I know what I gotta go do I gotta go I thought Senna was dead, but she's not, so I'm going to go free her. Um, he also has a very explicit line a little bit earlier about that, too, where he's like, uh, I'm, I'm, he doesn't even feel the, the concept of vengeance anymore. It's not, it's not about revenge anymore. It's about freeing Senna, which I feel like gets contradicted later on. <laughs> right. yeah. that That's mostly it, he right? Has this rev- he has this revelation a few times. Like. <laughs> yeah. That's mostly it. If there's anything major I missed, you can tell me. He mostly just, you know, he fights himself. Oh, he fights off Hecarim, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Kramer Emi. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. One line stuck out to me uh, when he when he was talking about how Senna died. And he was like, wait, she can't still be alive. I buried her. So, like, when she does come back, can she, like... Could she dig up her own body? Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking there? about that for a long time. <laughs> Damn. I like, okay, if, which would you think is cooler if she did and the body was, like, gone? Or, like, if it was there and it was definitely Ooh. was still there? Which do you like more? And she had, like, formed a new body somehow? Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Or what would, would like it be better. like to, like, I kind of like the idea of her, her digging that thing up and it being there. Because that would be... <laughs> right? Because that would kind of, like, probably raise the question in Lucian, like, how much... How much of Senna are you? That's something Senna's right there, but she. <laughs> yeah. That's something I feel like his quotes hint at more, but they don't really ever do in the stories. Like getting into this idea of like, what's how does he feel about her being part wraith or, or ghost? Like I could be wrong about mm-hmm. Rise of the Sentinels because to be honest, I didn't go back and look at a lot of that stuff very close. I couldn't either. I couldn't bring myself <laughs> to. So yeah. maybe that comes it's, up there. It is but. touched on, but I think it's more touched on from the Senna stories that interact with Lucian. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, she she makes a special point to mentioning, like, things are different. Like, there's a distance between them. And he mentions that, like, oh, well, I think this is probably actually through the quotes like you are mentioning, but, like, she's cold now. Um, mm-hmm. And b- probably literally and metaphorically <laughs> in this, but... Um, <laughs> And he's a vampire hunter, so it's very confusing for him. It does say <laughs> that he struggles a lot with 
the fact that we talked about it being very black and white for him. Wraiths are bad. And that's clear because they're undead. Real clear line there. But like, Senna is half wraith now and she (laughs) can turn herself into full wraith by absorbing mist around her. So there's the kind of the clear black and white that he's established through his whole life is now thrown into all sorts of questions. Hey, it was, wasn't his whole life. It was just like the last couple of years or so. It's fine. <laughs> he can get over he it. He grew up idolizing <laughs> and wanting to do Yeah, for sure. I, I guess, like I said, I didn't feel that a ton from what we had here, but I think that's also because like a lot of that development, I would, I would guess, is, is kind of handled in Rise of the Sentinels. I could be wrong. Or like, I guess I would like to get another story that stepped into that because I think it could easily be the next progression from dealing with like my my big like marquee idea for them is just like you know it's all about like this relationship that's had this very traumatic thing happen and they're like trying when they've changed as a result right and it's like dealing with the fact that like the idea of who they are isn't who they actually are anymore and refiguring that thing out you know so yeah you know yeah. I, I I don't I never feel like too much of a connection with their romance or at least not as much as I'd like to I mm-hmm. feel it more in the cinematics I feel like than in the stories but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would like, I do like the idea of like having a quieter story where they're trying to get to know each other again. I think that would yeah. be really sweet. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's probably very tough too because it's also like, what do you talk about? Before she got sucked up into the lantern, <laughs> you probably knew each other real well, but mm-hmm. now. And you don't like, want to talk about sh- that. Yeah, you don't want to talk about the shit that happened in the lantern. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, oh, a great idea for the for a story. Frankly, that would be that would be like the thing that to me would tie Lucian and Senna like both like together in a really good way. I think it's just like it yeah. needs that final punctuation piece. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think I could I could see it waiting until after they dealt with Viego because. They didn't really have time. They kind of made it clear, like, really early that, like, they had this new mission. They have to go fight wraiths. It's all chaotic. They don't have a lot of downtime. <laughs> so I sure. could see it being after. Now that all of the dust has settled from the wonderful event, Rise of the Sentinels, <laughs> what do they do? Do they try to go on, like, a date? And it it's just weird, but then they find a new way to connect. You know, that would be nice. Yeah, I mean, honestly, absolutely. I feel like very little would have to be tweaked about the redeemed story to fit that yeah it's, it's already true. scratching at that like, yeah it it's is very true. very close <laughs> i think the, the part part of the issue is that redeemed is so much a, a cinema story that like it for is. the lucian yeah. episode my eyes like i did glaze over a bit during I the big know. chunk in the middle <laughs> that's my bad in the middle um, but the bits yeah. at the start and maybe the start more than the end even um mm-hmm. definitely that's the case uh another interesting thing about this story is i'm pretty sure this was the first hinting at an organization like the sentinels existing mm, yeah because that shit was not mm. in his bio originally those it, things it wasn't not a part of his original bio yeah. um and this was the first thing the quote was like he'd learned these were symbols of the native religion but whoever had carved them had not visited this place in many years he'd found it by following the secret symbols of his own order Symbols that would guide him to places of refuge and succor in any city of Valoran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, it is also worth mentioning there is a later quote in this story that refers to that group as the Reborn Order. So, you know, maybe they hadn't fully locked in on what it was going to be. but Keep <laughs> <laughs> it nice and vague, you know. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, that one thing I like about this as well is that he... He kills the one guy at the start, right? And he starts sewing up the eyes and the mouth as a way to, like, so they don't get taken by the mist. I thought that was a really neat little detail, and I, I, I wish it was mm-hmm. something that got picked up, like, in another story at some point. 
Yeah, they they mention that he has done it many many times, yeah. but we don't see that again. That idea. Yeah. Uh, a few things about this story that also stood out. Uh, Lucian describe when Thresh pops out. Lucian says Thresh moved silently, like all his kind. <laughs> And I have several cinematics that would say otherwise on that one. <laughs> Can they move silently or do they have to just screech and wail with their chains rattling every right. time they move? <laughs> right, this motherfucker is coated in chains. He constantly hears him <laughs> clinking and clanking fucking everywhere. <laughs> uh, also, this one, you mentioned before that this, uh, when he's fighting Thresh, Thresh kind of summons the souls out of the lantern to create a shield for himself, which will be the... This is kind of the first of two stories where... Thresh's in-game shield will be demonstrated to be way stronger than it is in-game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very yeah, small true. shield in-game. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining. <laughs> yeah, don't learn how to play Thresh from reading this shit, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I had for Shadow and Fortune. All right, next one. Hmm. Homebound was, I think. Uh, I had Homebound. Hey, yeah. I think we're going to be one-to-one on this one. Nice. <laughs> um this is this is kind of like the one that has kind of a turn, I guess. Again, you know, for for Lucian, he is. Um, we're deep into his hunt for Thresh at this point. This is like even after Shadow and Fortune, so he's been charting Thresh's in the Black Mist's movements all over, um, and he's at this island, I assume, somewhere near Bilgewater. Um, and uh, the, a harrowing type event is, hap- is happening, <laughs> and this is going through. seeing people getting all all messed up and hellraisered and like their skins being flayed off their bones uh and he runs into thresh and he has confrontation with thresh and he is trying to shoot at the lantern he actually gets a few hits in on the lantern even um but thresh you know reacts and again like you're talking about he starts using his his e and he just heals the the, (laughs) or protects the shit out of himself um and he gets the best of of evolution uh and lucian wakes up um i think he knocks him off a cliff which is why he doesn't die in that whole confrontation um Lucian wakes up like the next day, and he's you know he's all it's a classic thing where he wakes up, he's all injured. There's no one in the room with him. He's gonna like a walk out with his bandage and see who saved him. Um, and it's and it's a local named Mira. Is that right? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, uh, and so she is kind of collecting the the dead because it's the, the aftermath of this fucking harrowing shit. Um, and it kind of comes out that you know the island is split in half, and the people on this side like to take their dead and do one thing with them, and the people on the other side like to burn them and and. The belief is that, oh, if you burn them, their spirits are going to be uh, gone, right? So it's really like, oh, we don't want our people to be burned. Mira's dad has not shown up from last night. Um, they're still looking for him. And so Lucian kind of starts helping her gather up the dead. They still don't find the dad. Um, eventually, they... I'm trying to remember the exact order of it. I have it kind of, my notes are very loose. Um, eventually, what happens is that they deduce that her dad... Uh, probably washed up on the other side of the island where they're burning all the bodies. Um, so they have to track over there and go get them. And there's already been a confrontation with these guys once and they have like this priest who's kind of leading them um, and they kind of come to like a tenuous agreement of like, okay, we'll only burn the bodies on our side. You guys can take what's on your side and we'll leave those alone. Uh, Lucian and Mira make the journey over to the other shore. They um, they find her dad. They pull him up with a, a kind of rope system that they put together with vines. Um, and it's very hard. For, for Lucian and her. Um, they almost drop the body back into the ocean, but together they kind of finally pull him up and they drag him back. And as they're coming back across the river, which is like the natural border, they see that those priest people are burning bodies and they're burning them on the side that they're not supposed to be doing stuff. And Lucian's ready to go stop them and get into it, but Mira is like, I gotta get my fucking dad back. And so she starts like <laughs> slowly trying to drag him away. So Lucian kind of, you know, seeing what needs to actually happen helps her 
take him back. They prepare the body, and then they get to do, and then they give him a proper burial at sea, essentially, or in the 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 beach. I think is specifically where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, Lucian's kind of ready enough, kind of healed up, ready enough to go, and he's kind of reflecting on. You know, I think the reflection he's kind of having is that every time he's fought Thresh, it's been about trying to free Senna, and that's kind of led to him constantly losing. So maybe if he goes there with the intention of putting her to rest and, like, getting rid of the idea of saving her, that will give him the wherewithal to win the fight. Um, and he, <laughs> he sets sail, ready to get, step into some cinematics. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very long. I'm sorry if I got rambly because it's like it, no, it's, it's very that was... long. And this is right before the climb too. So yeah. mm-hmm. this is where the cinematic kind of kick off. But um, this is by Philip Vargas, by the way. I don't know if, if it got mentioned. Oh yeah. Right. And I think this is a this is we talked about him being kind of raw in Hunter of the Shadows. This is the closer to the Lucian that we have now, where mm-hmm. he has tried to embrace the positive example that Senna had set. He, mm. I mean, you mentioned he almost dropped the body into the water because it was so difficult. But, at, I mean, at that point, he had fully committed to, like, I'm not going to let this body go. If that means I get dragged into the water, too, so be it. <laughs> it would suck, but it's what Senna would have wanted. Luckily, that didn't happen because we wouldn't have gotten any of those cool cinematics. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lucian, for not drowning. <laughs> I'm confused on how he's planning to set Senna's soul free without destroying the lantern. I thought him destroying the lantern was his way of setting Senna's soul free because she's stuck in there. Yeah, I think that's the part that, I mean, I don't know if it came across in my retelling, but that's where it's like gets a little vague in terms of understanding. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like my issue with it is like kind of like you're saying, like I need to understand the mechanics of like, why isn't this working? Why is this a problem? Like preferably shown that he's trying to do one thing and because he's so hyper-focused on that thing, it's... It's causing him to fail. And then, like you asked, what is the next, what are you going to do instead? <laughs> What's plan B? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think, I think over all of these stories, they should have had way less encounters with Thresh. Mm. I think him fighting Thresh only a couple of times would have made a lot more sense. And maybe in the past, he wasn't aiming for the lantern. He was aiming for Thresh and isn't able to kill him. And then he has this revelation of like, I need to free Senna. I should just attack his lantern. I don't care what he does to me. I don't care about his flays. Right. Just focus on that lantern. And that's what sets Senna free. Yeah, it'd be good moving from like headshots to lantern shots. To lantern shots, shots. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sure, like the difference between the rage versus... Yes. And, and then the like, Thrush probably would have thought it was really funny that Lucian was trying to shoot him in the head, you know? But mm-hmm. then all of a sudden when he aims for a lantern, that's when Thrush is like, oh, fuck. No. No. Yeah, no. He, he drops the, the like, I'm playing. I'm The taunt. You're my, yes. Yeah. That would be great. I think the, the part of the issue is that like this and uh, Redeemed are newer pieces that are kind of, uh, I think, built in preparation for Rise of the Sentinels yeah. and the other two older pieces. And I think what y'all mentioned earlier is that like he kind of relearns the lesson of like, oh, I need to drop <laughs> this idea because it's fucking me up. And they, even in this story, that like he, he plays around with the idea of like maybe he wants vengeance. But I feel like in Shadow and Fortune, it's like really conclusive that he is not about vengeance anymore. It's like a really big character shift in it. And I think it feels appropriate there in that fight with Thresh because it feels like there's this giant bilge water. It's very dramatic. The stakes are very high. It feels like everything feels very appropriate to have that kind of showdown. And even if he he kind of overcomes in some way, he's still lost in that, oh, fuck, Sin's not dead and she's trapped and I need to go help her right now, right? Like things are only gotten worse kind of. And then here it's like, 
what's what has changed exactly like i you know this story could work if you kind of smushed pull these four down into like maybe three and have that be like this where he's at at the start something that's significant causes him to change his perspective and then the third one where it's like i don't know i don't know <laughs> Am I making sense at all? I feel like I'm kind of rambling on this now one, but it's like it feels like there's like a stumble that happened getting into these new pieces. That might be how I would describe it. Yeah, I remember I was reading it because um, I did read. No, I didn't read this one last, but I, you know, I read the part where Mira's telling him, you know, like sometimes vengeance isn't the way. You're not going to feel better, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, Lucian knows that by now. And then he's like, maybe Mira's right. And I was like, bitch, I thought you already came to this conclusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that being said. I liked the story. It's a, a good lot. story. It's like, yeah, it's interesting to get such a long story about Lucian specifically. Like, I feel like a lot of what we get with Lucian is kind of action pieces. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to get such a long story that has a little bit of action, but it's all front loaded, and then have the rest of it be like non-action, mm-hmm. like you know, just searching for a body for a lot of pages. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was like a nice reflection piece. It, like it reminded me of that way. Of like the Pantheon piece that we recently got. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, with Atreus, like where the focus was on like emotion and you know the impact that has on people and loss and I, I yeah I, I dug this one. Um, yeah, I was really hoping that he would unleash on the fire priests though. <laughs> I wanted them <laughs> gone. Well, you know, I think <laughs> you know it's like you're kind of saying that the. There's there's obviously like intention in how this one is written, you know, front loading the action. It was not I think it was neat to just see the aftermath of a fucking harrowing. It's like, damn, that shit really fucking sucks. There's just they're constantly finding dead people. It's just everyone's yeah. fucked. Um and yeah, that, that those interactions you can feel the tension and I think because it's like a league piece, you almost feel like a little like, yeah, at some point he's gonna unleash. Or even better, it's like I was like thinking I was like on the way back, they're gonna have some conversation and then he's gonna unleash. And and playing yeah. with that and almost kinda of being like, eh, let's peel back a little bit to what the character, like, you know, what the conflict is for the character and what this is all a metaphor for, right? You know, it's like, it was neat. It was good. I thought, I thought it worked pretty well. It's like, you know, pull, pulling the Urias connection more into this and maybe I'd, I'd be even more down with it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, bonus points anytime you call a vest a jerkin. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. That is something that plagues me every day. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like they refer to his vest as a jerk in, in two separate stories. And mm-hmm. as a Renfair boy, I'm on board. As a Renfair boy. <laughs> Honey, you're Renfair man now. Come on. <laughs> I'm a merman yeah, father. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Yeah. Um, Redeemed. Redeemed. Okay, also by Philip Vargas. Okay, uh, so this, like I said, this one's mostly a Senna story, um, but it... We'll try to focus on the Lucian part. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Lucian shows up in the beginning where they're, they are kind of, they're having an interaction, they're they're trying to figure out what, where they're going to go next, and they need to go to Bilgewater to get more of those cool-ass grenades from the last story, which, by the way, I didn't mention them, but they're fucking cool. They're like silver grenades, and they blow away the blackness <laughs> and shit. Um, and there's kind of like a tension between them. Um, you know, they're, they're talking, but it's very... It, just from the way it's written, it feels like it's kind of terse and like they're not having a conversation really. And there's there's kind of an avoidance between them and the way they interact. Does that sound like right to all? Yeah, on it? yeah. Um, and th- there is a bit too where it seems like Lucian is still kind of like really gung ho for Thresh, um, which again feels like maybe something he should have already like learned from some of the other stuff that 
he's kind of overthreshed now that Sin is back. Um, but you know, I mean, some characters sometimes <laughs> fuck shit up. You know, it's fine. Um, and then Sinna has like a weird vision dream thing that's like three quarters of the story. Um, super all about her <laughs> and, and the setup for Assault and Viego and the Rise of the Sentinels. Um, and then at the end, she kind of comes out of it and her and, and Lucian head off. That's right. I don't remember as much of the end because I feel like I, what I wrote down for that was pretty minor. Your eyes had glazed over at that point. Yes, yeah, I So, I mean, to clarify too, it wasn't like even a vision. Somehow, and he was actually doing this, Thresh had found some way to just fucking attack her was from it? wherever the hell she was and wherever the hell he was. And oh, you think he would have done that more often. Right. And <laughs> she, and he was uh he was using that power and she was dying and like in her dying state had that vision and then Okay. You know, learned more about Isold and then she and Isold combined their powers to fight back Thresh's you know magic i guess to come back um but a few things i liked about that this is the story where they reference the mantra again that mm, yeah. senna is now using this time to stay grounded but also the way this story is told because I, re- I did read through the whole thing but the way this story is told um we learn a few things one is that i think my my take on being tortured in Thresh's Lantern was way more like, I imagined him more like a Cenobite, basically, from <laughs> Hellraiser. Because they always talk about his about chains it, and his flaying yeah. and shit. Um, and I imagine that would that's what it would be inside his Lantern, too. But she specifically mentions, like, no, he doesn't do any of that. His Lantern is 100% psychological torture. He knows exactly what'll fuck with you most, and then he makes you see it all the time. Which we did kind of see in that Rune t- King game. Sorry. Yeah. Which, you know... Nice consistency again. Um, and then, so, when she went into the vision, she thought that she was back in the lantern. Mm-hmm. And she thought that being rescued by Lucian had all been part of this elaborate torture that Thresh had come up with for her. And, like, honestly, up until that point, like, as the reader, you're also not entirely sure mm-hmm if that's maybe what happened. Like, yeah, maybe she is still in this lantern and this story takes place before Lucian rescues her because it's not quite clear what's real and what isn't at this point. I really liked that aspect of the story. It wasn't until, like, three-quarters of the way story that I could tell one way or the other, like, is she still getting fucked with? Or is she good? (laughs) Mm. We good? (laughs) Yeah, I can Um, see that perspective on it for sure. Um, I think that was even why maybe I missed it. It was... Thresh having attacked her because there's a lot of like repeal like you're not in the lantern this isn't the lantern you know so it's like I was I was down to trust the voice I was like it seems like this isn't the lantern but you know what do I know right maybe I'm bad at psychological torture I've never been in the lantern I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah it's tough too because the voice it's also said that the voice for the most part whenever it happened was like in Senna's own voice so it was just like a voice in her head like she wasn't hearing Isolde's voice like we know it was Isolde speaking with Senna's voice, but like she doesn't know that. Yeah. It could easily be Thresh just fucking with her again. But um yeah, I like that a lot. I also got like so the the whole vibe they mention through a few stories I think that Lucian is very obsessed with trying to break this curse that Senna has. Um where the black mist is just always just drawn to her no matter where she goes. That's kind of happened for almost her whole life. Uh and Lucian's really trying to get rid of this and they mention that he is he has like tomes and tomes of uh, magical books on their little schooner that they ride around in it's got magical artifacts 
all with the intent purpose of breaking this curse on Senna. And it gave me a huge, like, corrupted Doctor Strange vibe of just like, I will I will do any magical shit required to, to get you back. You lost me. Nope. You, uh, you... Oh, the Marvel thing. The, the Marvel <laughs> Doctor Strange? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of um that old movie, Doctor Strange Love, and, the... <laughs> and how I learned the love of the bomb. That's where my brain went. Uh, oh, how fucking I... old am I? <laughs> hey, I mean, it's a good movie. I watched that not too long ago in terms of... Uh, but yeah, um, I, I see what, you, what you're talking about for sure. Like, I've not seen Doctor Strange, but I know what the, the... Like, I get the idea of what you're describing for sure. And yeah, that's a good... That's an interesting detail. Like, she would, like, wake up, right, in the middle of the night, and he would still be there looking over his... Pondering his tomes. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokes. And then we have the last one, which, you know, might be might be first page yeah. but yeah this was just kind of his um oh wait no okay i actually have one before shadows and reflection voice of the dead do you have that one uh y- yes i i did read it it's Senna's color story right right i feel like i, I did read it but i feel like not, not much happened with him like he just uh there's like a little bit of reflection on on, on them but or on on him from her perspective, but for the most part, um, this is mostly yeah. Sana. This was another bit that kind of gave us a bit of like their relationship dynamic too. And we also find out that Senna and Lucian. I, I don't know if this story takes place during the ruination or like just prior to the ruination, but we find out that Senna and Lucian actually very frequently encounter Viego as he's raiding catacombs looking for shit that we don't know, which you know now we know is probably just tethers um but <laughs> whenever i think of like catacombs i just think about like skyrim because you're like constantly in catacombs i'm just trying to like think about an- like anime boy viego with his abs out in like these fucking <laughs> nasty catacombs funny just went to Duragar well, and, and like ice spiders and shit <laughs> right. well he didn't have his six pack at this point i don't think i, oh. I think he was more he's more like a nice corporeal idea, but yeah. you could see his face like okay like they recognized that it was viego sure but they were also able to easily beat him okay. so my guess is he didn't have a six pack yet because you can't beat him once he gets the six no, pack no, that's no. kind of the secret animation. to his power i didn't realize so, all, all those little <laughs> buns are full of power right every his <laughs> six pack and his like <laughs> that's what they look like to me I, I never really understood abs they just look like um like hot cross buns to me <laughs> i didn't realize that they recognized it was viego i remember like it's like i look at it and like oh that's viego um but i don't remember i didn't like catch his name getting said probably um because i was skimming this one to be fair yeah um but yeah he's a weenie in this form so <laughs> yeah <laughs> little weenie. uh and the last one was shadows and reflections which was the lucian reveal uh yeah oh. and that's just this is like if you're like i think i'm saying like if you, you want to get into lucian don't read the bio read this and then go in the order that we've gone through them right because that's <laughs> yeah the bio is kind of like whatever um but this is like if you wanted to give someone like the little teaser of lucian which is what it is right it's just like him reflecting and he's doing the italicized her and she and um <laughs> some images of the guns you know that's mostly it right yeah and then he was mentioned in the Chain Warden, which is the Thresh bio, and the Redeemer, which is the Senna bio. I'm sure. Yeah. Which, you know, again, contradicts the Redeem story a little bit. <laughs> um, because 
Maybe uh, by the time we get to S and T, they'll be fixed. Yeah. I think, like, in, in her bio, she learns about how, like, life was her curse the whole time. Um, oh, that's fucking rude. Mm, that's but... where you met your husband. <laughs> <laughs> but then she has that revelation in her redeemed story, too. And it was, like, oh. a brand new revelation to her. <laughs> cool. So she and Lucian have very short-term memories when <laughs> yes. it comes to their, uh, <laughs> yeah. their revelations. Yeah. That's made in heaven, I guess. <laughs> can't remember each other. Yeah. I'll be curious to see see that when we get to it. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, old lore, I mean, just a lot of the same ideas just had nothing to do with the Sentinels of Light. They just used to, you know, he and Senna used to just wield relic weapons. Uh, wasn't part of any secret society. Didn't have a Sentinel father. Didn't get his pistol from his dad. You know, yeah. all that's just added. Yeah. Cool. That's about what I would expect. All right. Yeah. So cinematic, since he actually has a lot of He's canon cinematics yeah. as opposed to a lot of others. Yeah. yeah, you know, right? They got to get a little diversity in those cinematics, and they don't got a lot of options still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first one, obviously, Lucian the Purifier. We talked about that. That's his login screen. Just go watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then we've got Dark Passage, which is... Um, presumably after the events of Homebound, which yep. just shows Lucian heading to the Shadow Isles mm. to confront Thresh. Right. Then we've got The Climb. Now on the Shadow Isles, Lucian is fighting his way through hordes of Thresh's minions for the final confrontation. Um, it also has a bunch of other vignettes, like Echo and Blitz, Yasuo doing cool stuff, Talia doing cool stuff, Misfortune Almost drowning. being there. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. She swam. <laughs> Misfortune's there, too. <laughs> Uh, we've got Shadows Embrace, where which is kind of the final confrontation between Lucian and Thresh, where Lucian's getting his ass kicked. Thresh breaks his gun and pulls him close, and then Lucian stabs the shard of the gun into Thresh's lantern, freeing all the souls, including Senna. Uh, Senna then pulls her newly crafted relic weapon out and creates a shield to protect Lucian from an attack Thresh is throwing. Then all the souls get sucked back in, but Lucian gives Senna a big huggy hug so she doesn't get (laughs) pulled back in. I love this cinematic. This was a Mm. big deal. Like, this was a big lore change, like, lore story thing. Yeah. It was very cool. And I I love Senna so much, so getting her reveal was cool. I like the moment where she points her big fucking gun right at Lucian's face, and he's like, oh, fuck, is this not my wife? (laughs) Her like pulling that thing out of the mist is such a cool like oh, like kind of yeah. manifesting so it. Cool. That whole sequence yeah. after that thing breaks is great. Like I really like some, there's something about the way that he's animated where he's injured and he's still like got the gun. He's like training it on like the spirit that's like I guess hers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it's like little details I think um, sell it a lot. Um, yeah, yeah seems great. And it's got Senna's theme, which is also a song that I really really love. Yeah. I love her theme. Right, works very well for the whole. I feel like the scene. animation too in a lot of. Lucian cinematics are like some of their highest quality animation yeah. are in cinematics with Lucian. Yeah, I think that's partially because they're doing a very human face, and they have to have the you know. I think it's a lot easier to try and get them to emote than it is to have to like have the like like voice acting that you sync up and then you know translate, etc. Um, so I'm sure they put a lot of focus into like we need to get this communicated with no dialogue, um, which is good. Mm-hmm. I think that and they and they've done a really good job with it here, for example, because I, I agree that like. You know, I, I kind of like, I think some of the emotional beats, you know, hit almost for it, you know, and I, I like that too. It's it's good. Yeah. Wasn't this for yeah, the 10th? Yeah, for sure. And didn't they unveil this as part of the, the big 10 year anniversary? Was that when this originally oh. came out? Am I wrong? 
I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking um, of something else, some other shit. I don't know. <laughs> Is, I hmm. don't think so. Yeah, maybe I'm just thinking like of something The 10-year anniversary was pretty shortly before the ruination. We were in, like, Iceland for that. Mm. Oh, were we? I don't know. Maybe I'm just misremembering. Hmm. Could be wrong, though. Yeah. Uh, next, we've got the ruination, <laughs> uh, where... It opens with Senna noting how loose Lucian's housing is on his gun, which makes sense. After the last fight we saw, yeah, he breaks his gun a lot. <laughs> uh, then the mist finds Senna, like it does, and they go in and fight. Viego's there and is very fast and strong in mist. <laughs> He's got his hot cross buns now and he's ready. <laughs> yeah, that six, that six pack and dick neck are all the way out. <laughs> he's got like raw hot cross buns yes. though because he's so pale. <laughs> They're not baked and brown. <laughs> uh, I'm, hot cross I'm dough, curious right? if anyone's Googling hot cross buns after this to see what they look like. And I also want some now and mm. I'm not even a fan. Hey, it's spring. They're a good, a good Easter treat. Right? It's an Easter sweetbread thing, yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, anywho, Diego starts pulling his old soul out of Senna and unleashing ruination on Ionia, Demacia, and Noxus. And Diego's going to kill Senna, so Lucian dashes in, grabs her, and jumps the two off a cliff. Oh, this to time safety. he saves her, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. He can um, swim. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're fine. They're yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> He falls off uh, cliffs a Santa lot. wants to go back, but Lucian's like, nah, we need help. Mm. <laughs> we do... need help from a, an unknown <laughs> None of these figure. people in this fucking cinematic, except for that one. <laughs> Named Rookie. <laughs> from the Reborn Order. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like there was this moment in the cinematic where, like, Senna's getting the soul pulled out of her, the, the tether, feather, fetter, that's what they're called. Um, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. That's and, like, it has this shot from, like, Lucian's perspective where it almost looks like he's considering not saving her so he can, like, kill some more wraiths. <laughs> he's like, I got a farm. I'm sorry, support. <laughs> I know you were just warning for me, but... No. Then the question mark pings her. <laughs> Someone what surely has made that edit, right? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> stuff from that's pretty good. This one's so hard to enjoy at this point because it's, like, all oh, the promise just feels like... I know. Ash in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> this is when we still had hope. We this had was before the event even started. This was so exciting. Yeah. This cinematic. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I'm curious if this was for the 10 years. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I bet you that's it. Oh, it might have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've got Before Dawn, where the ruination is happening in Demacia, Ruin Shivana's fighting Vane, when Senna and Lucian intervene. Lucian complained she's big, so Senna recommends shooting her twice. And then they win the fight and recruit Vane into the Sentinels of Flight. Give her a fly new fucking outfit. <laughs> yeah, she gets some <laughs> sweet new threads. To sell that skin. <laughs> I love the idea. Okay, think about this. Urias at some point had to have come back just fucking, like, just drip. Right? <laughs> like, just completely <laughs> fucking swagged out. He's like, sorry, you can't get any of this. He throws on his yeah, rose tinted goggles and they, fucking They like, literally wear like gold outfits and shit and have these like sweet like gold line weapons. And he's like, no, Lucian, stay here in Demacia. <laughs> Disgusted. <laughs> Wants to be there. Oh, man. Cool. Although they didn't have Gwen making sweet clothes for him at that point. That's, so who knows what that's, that's, a, fair, that's a fair point. You know what? That's insulting to Gwen that I forgot that. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Gwen. Don't Sorry, come Gwen. for me. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then last one of the canon ones is Absolution, which uh, opens with Isolde monologuing about how shitty Viego is. Agreed. <laughs> uh, then the Sentinel crew try to beat Viego, but he gets the drop on him, stabs Gwen, then grabs Senna and portals away while Pantheon and the gang fight Lucian and crew. Uh, Viego pulls Isolde's soul from Gwen and Senna, killing them. Akshan shoots the reformed Isolde, reviving them. And they trap Viego, and Lucian and Senna get a big, good hug. Uh, it's worth noting that before Lucian runs up to hug Senna, he does not holster his guns. He drops them. So, again, that fucking casing's going to be loose again, Lucian. <laughs> take care of your guns. <laughs> Stop spiking your guns on the ground to hug your wife. Spike them. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Don't need these shits anymore. He just throws them. Touchdown. <laughs> That's great. I would love it. Yeah, little chunks fly off of the... In the background. <laughs> cool. Good shit, Lucian. Uh, the other ones are Make History, which is a 2018 MSI trailer. Lucian's in it. <laughs> and then Unstoppable, inspired by the true story of Double Lift, the Team Liquid AD carry and five-time North American LCS champion. Oh, shit. Which features some of his career highlights, in this case, including uh, being one shot after dashing into a fed victor as Lucian. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this three times now. <laughs> it's still <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> yeah. We've all done it. Yeah. Why would they give him a dash if they didn't want you to dash forward? <laughs> Towards the enemies. <laughs> I do love how much he zips around in his cinematics, I will say. He is constantly just... He's like oh, Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog almost, man. He's just like a blue blur just all over the fucking place. Do you remember when they were trying to rework Lucian and they thought it would be a good idea to put his dash on like a two second cooldown? How, how did it work? It worked. It Something worked. to do with auto attacks, but you yeah. could dash every like two to three seconds, I, I mean, think. That that was not in the game for very long, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, doesn't it... I, it's been a minute since I played him, but doesn't it still reduce the E cooldown when you hit your passive auto? Or like hitting autos, doesn't it like... Or does it? Is that the old? I, I, I don't so. play him, so I need y'all. Maybe it was just more aggressive, or maybe it was like something I think else. It, yeah, I think it was aggressive. really aggressive. Um, oh man, wait, I'm trying to remember his original passive too. So, uh, fuck, it wasn't the double shot. Yeah, right. I'm trying to think. Was he? Was he the one who uh, originally couldn't go? He started with half the attack speed of a normal AD carry, but any attack speed you built for him would count for double. I don't remember that. I don't remember it that. Like, it's very it was possible. It pre-release, I think. I don't think it made it out on oh, his live. Okay. But I remember I the play tests. Like, people were going full attack speed builds. That's so and funny. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> six, six fucking... Uh, when you, could, that's probably, you could still stack items in 2013, so it must have been like uh, six... Fucking phantom six dancers. Six shivs been there. Right, like <laughs> probably six hurricanes six bloody at the time swords. or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, he's also part of a few comics. Steadfast Heart by Ian St. Martin, which is not going to go over all this again. If you're curious about this one, listen to the Ruination episode because this is literally a retelling of the Ruination story. <laughs> it's the same retelling that we got through the visual novel and the same retelling we got through various other places. Uh, it's just that again. Yeah, Rise of the Sentinels Part 1. I believe we covered this. Yeah. yeah. One thing that stood out to me, because we did mention there's a few differences between this and the other one. Um, one that's relevant to Lucian is when he and Lucian originally fight in there, like when they rescue Senna, uh... It looks like when 
Thresh breaks the pistol in the cinematic, it kind of, he knocks the stone out of the casing, right? So mm. you just have like the sharp stone and you have a casing. So if you have to repair it, you kind of just, you know, put the stone point back point. in the casing. It's like this... when, it was like when your battery popped out of your phone when you dropped it. <laughs> yeah, <the> exactly. <laughs> Mom's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, in this one, Thresh straight up fucking shatters this gun. Oh, like sure. just, just destroys it. And given the fact that, I mean, they kind of talked about how uh, new relic weapon, I mean, obviously they, relic weapons are kind of passed down, mm. um, which I think they also, I guess, just contradicted in a lot of the ruination <laughs> stuff anyway with them, everyone getting a fancy no, weapon. No, happened to fucking have whatever. <laughs> that's how they, that's why they needed Vane. It wasn't that she was good at anything. She just had a crossbow and they're like, we got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, even Senna's gun was just, like, you know, crafted with bits of other people's, other uh, Sentinels' weapons that she had met and absorbed Mm. while she was in the Lantern. Mm. It's like, I don't think they have blacksmiths that work on Sentinel weapons anymore, so I don't know how the fuck they fixed that after the comic. I don't know. That would be, you know what? If you were going to do this all right, that would be a great thing to get into, you know? It could be kind of like 40K Imperium of Man. They don't know how to fucking make this shit anymore. So if you lose one ever... It's a huge fucking problem, right? Yeah. It'd be fun I'll to have play to with. delete one of his guns in the game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, he Lucian. He shoots one once, tricks. and then he, he just, like, shoots his fingers, but nothing. His <laughs> passive changes to single tap. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. It also... It, the We talked about their relationship coming through more in cinematics and, and also through in-game quotes. Um, this comic actually did a decent job. It did a much better job than the visual novel at dialogue between them. They seem much more like they still fight in this, like they still have the disagreements, but um, they're both way more likable in this because mm-hmm. they were both pretty unlikable in the visual novel. Mm-hmm. Sure. They were. Yeah. But that's not canon. So who yeah, cares? not canon. <laughs> uh, and lastly for comics, Fireside Frightener, where uh, Darius Draven, Jinx Vi, Tristana, and Lucian all sync up to tell scary stories over a campfire. And this one's canon, right? This one's mm-hmm. canon, for okay. sure. <laughs> uh, Darius tells the tale of a battle between Karthus and Fiddlesticks. Uh, Jinx interrupts them, and Lucian's like, hey, cut it out. And then she starts hearing noises around the camp, and everyone tells her to cut the BS, because good old Jinx is fooling with us again. Uh, but then Lucian starts hearing it, too. And then right before the conclusion of the story... Where we find out who would have won that fight. Uh, surprise party fiddlestick erupts from the forest and interrupts a party. Oh no. <laughs> Makes me think Fiddlesticks won. Otherwise he wouldn't be around. That's fair. <laughs> Cliffhanger song. You're thinking with portals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now the last bit is Lucian shows up in a few games. Um I mean, we're, I'm counting the visual. Is League of here. Legends game. one? <laughs> and, and League of Legends. I he shows up on you on that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he shows up in the Sentinels of Light uh, visual novel where he does such things as making a deal with Thresh and trusting him to keep his word. I still can't get past that. I didn't really like, like, look back at this shit. Because like, obviously we talked about it, but goddamn, even, even yeah. especially after reading all this, like that makes no fucking sense. No right. fucking sense at all. Yeah. Uh, Why did they think that would and work? He also, he doesn't show up in person in the Ruined King, but there's lore blurbs about him in the Ruined King. Yeah. So yeah. you know, 
He's there in spirit. <laughs> not in spirit as in he's dead. He's not dead. <laughs> There's a lot of spirits in the Ruined King. That's I don't fair. want there to be confusion. That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Now we've got some quotes. Hit me with it. Uh, there's a, f- a few references. We got a uh, death at the door. <laughs> no, I am the one who knocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of his quotes. That's from Breaking Bad. It's from Thank Breaking you. Bad. I think everyone probably knows that. Uh, reach for the sky, which could just Aww. could just be a normal shooty thing, but I choose to believe it's Woody yeah. from Toy Story. With all the other millennial shit that's inside of Lucian, <laughs> throw, I believe throw it in this there, is right? Uh, I'm a cowboy on a steel horse. I oh, um, it's a, you know, wanted dead or alive reference from uh, Bon Jovi. <laughs> uh, and hang 'em high. <laughs> Sorry, I maybe a reference to that movie. <laughs> Um, also, he's got one quote that says, you pointing that pea shooter at me, let's dance, which I thought kind of funny because I feel like Lucian literally has the smallest gun in the game. <laughs> God, he might. Well, <laughs> I mean, I can't. does he say that to like Caitlin? <laughs> like, right. I was thinking of everyone with the gun. I was like, no, Jin's got a mat. Graves has yeah. a massive what? Tristana's got a massive. It's not about the Everyone's size of the gun, a- John. Okay. <laughs> it does if you call it a pea shooter. <laughs> Gangplank used to just have a little, little Glock. So that might have maybe at one point. <laughs> but I think you're right. Maybe he only says it to Timo. <laughs> even Lucian. You're even Senna. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Way yeah. bigger gun. Senna has a gun the size of her body. <laughs> uh, so they added a bunch. We mentioned now they like they re-recorded a bunch of stuff and added a bunch of VO when Senna came out. Uh, there are a few quotes that I feel like don't make as much sense anymore, but haven't been removed hmm. <laughs> since mm. Senna was released. Uh, although have? here let me let me reread. Yeah, I'm curious because um, he has a lot, so I I didn't see all of them. Yeah. Uh. Well, uh, you know what? No, I changed my mind. Oh, okay. I feel like they're. I feel like they're. I may have gone through the quotes before finishing all the stories, so I feel like some of them are relevant. <laughs> There's a lot of like saving her stuff. That um. Well, I thought, yeah, it could still apply. Yeah. But yeah, she's still cursed, so I guess mm-hmm. it still applies. Yeah. I'll give you a pass <laughs> on this one, Riot. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's why they wrote that in there? It's like we need to we don't want to record all this fucking video, man. Just make it something else that's that's threatening. <laughs> uh, although I do have a fun game real quick. Um, okay. and you might not be able to participate, Mark, depending on how much of the Lucian quotes you read. Oh. Mm, okay. I I I we'll, we'll see. It's another gin or Yes, it is. Oh, what were the it options was, again? It was Jin or Kale. Oh, okay. Jin or Kale, that's right. Today we're going to play Lucian or Kled. <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, I ain't got time to die. I'm going to say that's, I think that's, that's Lucian. I think that's Lucian. I'm gonna say, I'm, yeah, I'm going to Lucian. That's hard, though, because I know he says, I ain't got time to play games or something like that. Oh, it's just funny because he, he's in a game. Yeah, I go Lucian. <laughs> I'm going to go Lucian, yeah. The shot that doesn't kill. Now, John, I was oh. going to say this. I didn't. Last time you went through all of them and then told us which one it was, and I never remembered what I had guessed. So, could you do us a favor and just tell us right away if it was Lucian or Cled? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just t- tell us now. Because I'm not going to remember the quote now, when you're like, the first one was this, the second one was that, <laughs> and then I won't remember what I guessed for it. Okay. All right. Is it going to spoil the surprise when one of us gets blasted? Lucian. 
Okay. Oh, they're all going to be Lucian. Oh, is that <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> the, the shot that doesn't kill you sure makes you mad as hell. I mean, I, I want to say Cled. He seems like someone who get mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. Cled. And he says a bad word. Does Lucian <laughs> say bad words? Yeah, he'd probably say hell. Say damn, I bet. Yeah. Crap. I'll say Lucian. Ah, <laughs> uh, that one is Lucian. Fuck! Okay. Mm. Mm. If I'm going down, I'm taking all those bastards with me. We'll That's again. Lucian. This is the joke. The joke they're, they're all Lucian. Lucian. I'm so sorry I ruined it. <laughs> it is Lucian. I, and you did kind of ruin I'm it. I'm sorry. By I didn't demanding know. that I tell you the name after every single one of them. <laughs> But he does. Yeah, it was a fun joke. Oh. I'm sorry, honey. You you had to put your foot down more and be like, no. There was no way I could have done that without you yelling at me. I could see it in your face. You were already. <laughs> That's true. I do yell at you She's all the red, time. Turn red uh. as a fucking bead over there. Steam's uh. pouring out her ears. I'm gonna read a few so more Lucian okay. quotes. That doing Cled's voice. All right. Mm. I'm gonna read all these in Cled's voice. I ain't got time to die. <laughs> the shot that doesn't kill you sure makes you mad as hell. Reckon I could use a rest and a break from all the screaming. <laughs> Gonna need more coffins. <laughs> I don't do warning shots. <laughs> Tough talk for worm food. Oh, that's very flood. Mm. You one of them? Better kill you to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Not too many problems a shot in the head can't fix. Man. Damn. Why why is that? <laughs> going on here you like you found, like you, like, you like found the matrix somehow like you found like the code know, something fucked up here that's a uh. nice observation because yeah that was an issue two of this or that, this or that. <laughs> uh so that's all i have for canon and we've got some au stuff unless there's uh, other stuff we want to cover for canon shit I think we got most of it. I mean, like, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe at some point in the future, after we've done Cinna and Thresh, I would be willing to go back and look at Rise of the Sentinels, um, but not not this day. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. It's still too too new, too fresh, too, yeah, too raw. The, the, I sure as fuck remember what happened. Right. I had to read it three times and watch it. <laughs> yeah, and interact uh, with it. Most definitely. Uh. All right. So first AU is Soccer Cup. Set in the world of football, where all the champions are either football players, judges, fans, or the soccer ball, this skin line was created to celebrate the FIFA World Cup. This is the one that got him in twobble. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> is the one that got him in twobble. laughing the moment you said it. <laughs> this one is Striker Lucian. Uh, Order United's designated striker, Lucian, is an inhuman blur of grass clippings and finely honed muscle movements. He cuts through the other team like a hot knife through butter. Securing goal after goal to the adoration of fans the world over. And uh, as you alluded to, uh, this one was, uh, so Edgar Davids, who was the inspiration for this skin, won a lawsuit against Riot in Dutch court for using his likeness without his permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, it, I mean, they did. Like, they it's made it him. clearly. It's like, it's not, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They Which didn't have to do that. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not like, you know, it, not in any way some like homage thing. Like you said, it's absolutely. I mean, like you say, fucking one. It's just so crazy yeah. to me, <laughs> man. That that happened. It's like you could have made him just look like a soccer dude. It didn't have to be that exact one. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, it was probably one of those ones that like came from a place of like, oh, this will be a sweet homage, but then like overlooked the fact that like, oh, we're making a lot of money yeah. off this dude's face. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're like maliciously like, yeah, scheming. <laughs> no, um, no, and it's I'm sure they've learned their lesson, but oh, honestly, yeah. like. I'm sure just about anyone would agree, like, oh, yeah, you want to make, like, a, a video game character look like me? Hell, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Mm. If they had just fucking ass. Yeah, I remember <laughs> this getting mentioned internally when they were talking about, like, hey, here are the things we have to look out for. Like, this is this this happened, in case you weren't aware. Like, so that's why when you're... this is I mean, I, mean, I was a technical guy, so I am just like, oh, you know, no, that shit ever came up for me. But it was still interesting to right. see the, the uh, object lessons that they had come away with from things like this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Victorious, which were skins awarded for hitting gold or higher. Which... Wow, that's why I've never seen this one. These ones normally have catwalk like Lucian, or ha- normally have like those catwalk like descriptions. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this one he... was a little different, unfortunately. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, by the time Lucian was finished firing, the relic stones were fused into solid crystal by the heat of his righteousness, mm. and the last dredge of mist was evaporating into the morning light. That's kind of boring. Cool. All right, so let's do our version of what it should be. Uh, I gotta see what it actually Lucian looks like. struts, gold plating, right. rattling loudly <laughs> like thresh chains. S- sun <laughs> reflecting off of his iridescent golden armor. A purple this. crotch flap. <laughs> Dangling down. You're a fucking bard. <laughs> to cover his <laughs> genitalia. <laughs> is this Willie Shakes in the room with me? Who is she? <laughs> Calm down, Cyrano de Bergier. Like, come on. <laughs> anyway, that's exactly what it looks like. You're uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well uh, done. I love these skins. Thank you. <laughs> Hire me, Riot. <laughs> <laughs> Write skin descriptions for you. <sighs> now I've got Heartseeker, mm. which are their Valentine's Day skins. Mm. Uh, behind curtain one, a dashing man with an adventurous plan. It seems he'll only agree to dinner by lantern light, but you can bet his intentions are pure. It's Lucian, here to sweep you off your feet and into the daring life of a heart seeker. He's got pinky ring in this. <laughs> so you know he's he fucking swagged ring. out. So yeah. you know he's a player. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like, yeah, this is very, like, very date, like, match game or, like, date. Like, some sort of, like, Definitely. 70s dating game. <laughs> oh, is, what was that dating sim I caught you playing that one time, John? Whoa. Oh, the uh, boyfriend dungeon? <laughs> oh, boyfriend. I came downstairs once and I just looked at John's screen. I was like, what are you playing? Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's kind of like a Hades-style combat where uh, you go into dungeons with swords, but the swords are also boys. Uh, <laughs> not all boys. It's called boyfriend dungeon, but, you know, you can, mm. you can shack up with whoever you want sure. uh, and yeah, each of the weapons Chronicles. can also turn into a person you can only use them if you've bonded with the person <laughs> that's when that they feel called? comfortable letting you wield them not particularly uh, I had, I had recently much. played Hades and if you're going to have combat that's the same style as Hades it's Don't. it's tough now because they kind of they fucking locked it in Something the whole more. time. I was like, oh, it's like Hades, but worse. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. Well, maybe I'll check it out. All right. 
Yeah, it's on Game Pass. If that's oh, any okay. of your, uh, if you guys are into dating sims and dungeon crawlers, boyfriend <laughs> dungeons. <laughs> Anywho, Arcana. <laughs> this one's cool. I've never seen this one. Yeah. Uh, high above Arcana, the archetypes, living patterns that shape reality itself, struggle to trace their vision upon the chaos below them. The archetypes recruit perceptive citizens of the world below to amplify their hidden patterns, and the more who magnify an archetype's pattern, the more the world reflects their grand design. And this Arcana skin line was inspired by the major Arcana, like the 22 trump cards of a standard 78-card tarot pack. Okay. Interesting. This one's Arcana Lucian. Yeah. Uh, Lucian believes in balance, that no one archetype should have excessive influence on the world. With one gun amplifying patterns and the other canceling them out, Lucian maintains the world's fragile order within the new power vacuum, even as the likes of Tom Kench move to fill it. Hmm. It feels like a little like a Full Metal Alchemist to me. It's like ooh, we've got like the one arm of like oh, creation and one arm of like destruction yeah. and shit. Yeah. That's cool. I also don't see this ever in game. I'd be curious to see more of <laughs> yeah. it. That's a nice one. He's got so many good skins. He does. Every time I play Lucian, I'm like, I want to play something, but like Demasi and Vice and High mm-hmm. Noon both exist, so why mm-hmm. would I choose anything else? <laughs> I love Demasi. I need what, mm-hmm. more skins in this line so bad because yeah, they're uh, so incredible. Please, right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so next up, Demasi and Vice. <laughs> Set in an alternate Demacia, it features champions in a style of 80s police flicks. This one's Demasi and Vice Lucian. Half man, half machine, and all justice. <laughs> Detective Lucian Phoenix fights crime under the pastel palm trees of Demacia. Rebuilt out of polished chrome and gilded piltoven carbon fiber following a fatal gunfight, this technological marvel dispenses vaporware vengeance as a neon beacon of law and order. Fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, and there's a cinematic associated with this, kind of. The Ultra Combo 2019 cinematic, which is the arcade cinematic. Uh, and at the end of it, these Lucian and Garen skins show up at the end with a Smash Brothers style, a new challenger approaches screen. <laughs> Also, if you haven't seen that cinematic, um, I mean, the cinematic is pretty cool, but, like, the music that goes along with it, like, the the Ultra Combo 2019 theme fucking slaps. <laughs> Shit is so good. I'll have to check I'll it out. Listen to it. I want, yeah, and the cinematic is pretty cool. It's very anime. Yeah. I want Riot to do a fucking, like, I want them to do, like, a twin stick shooter in this with this aesthetic with, like, Lucian. Like, just a little, a, a nice little, quick little game. I think it would be tons of fun. That would be good. Uh, Next up, we have High Noon. The height of the Industrial Revolution, travelers begin pouring into the untamed West, searching for fortune and prosperity among the unknown horrors of cruel and ancient worlds. It is a time of brave gunslingers and rotten scoundrels, inscrutable gods, and savage demons. This one is High Noon Lucian. A former federal marshal and gunslinger for hire... Lucian's soul was corrupted when he made a deal with the devil in order to spare the life of his one true love. Double-crossed and cursed with the powers of hell, he now hunts this devil across the high frontier, seeking revenge. Now, this one has several short stories. Uh, First of all, we've got The Man with the Grinning Shadow. Now, Lucian opens this story by murdering a mud monster in a moving train with a blast of hellfire, and it only gets cooler from there. (laughs) Uh... It's also interesting, in this AU, Lucian almost plays the part of Senna, but instead of 
but he's got like he's half demon instead of like being half undead Mm -hmm. um so throughout the story he meets ergot who in this au bartered and lost his heart in a game of cards with a demon so now he's a monster made of train parts and steamwork dope uh we learn how he and senna uh, he as one of the best marshals in the land and she as the best marshal in the <laughs> land hunted thresh and how they originally met at a bar fight um in this au though thresh is actually not just kind of like this this underling who's scheming thresh is like more ancient than any of the old gods and way stronger uh, okay. so hmm. he basically one shots both of them super easily <laughs> before they even see that he's there and lucian offers to trade his soul for senna's life Thresh accepts, corrupts his soul, and then murders Sen anyway for funsies. Damn, son. Uh, yeah, so in the present, Lucian is trying to find Karthus because he heard in this AU he's a preacher who's known to be able to talk to the dead. So Lucian tries to find him because he wants to talk to Senna. But then it turns out Karthus was undead the whole time. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole town's undead, and Lucian had to embrace the demon within him to defeat them all. A lot of hugging when it comes to Lucian. Just across, you know, this and the stories. A lot of hugging. Just fine. Just a hugger. You know, I love it. Uh, And then we've got, with Hell Before Them, which is the Ash story, um, Lucian is not featured in this. He basically, at the very end, after Ash unsuccessfully hunts Hecarim because Darius up and betrayed her, uh, she goes to Angel's Roost to find Lucian to get him to help her hunt Hecarim instead. Cool. And we've got a cinematic for this, which I had completely forgotten about, called mm. A New Devil's in Town. Uh, it is fucking cool. In terms of, like, skin cinematic reveals, probably one of the best. Because it uses... I mean, we talked about how all the Lucian cinematics are just higher quality animation than all the others. Stri- this, too. This is a skin reveal, and it's got the same quality animation as, like, the ruination cinematics is real fucking good must, and he looks so cool in it it must be expensive <laughs> to make because this thing is fucking short <laughs> like yeah mm. it's good for how short it is i would do it would be i would love to see like three minutes of this and and like fully realized um yeah I you, see, they, they got the good the good medicine on this one <laughs> so i'm, I'm telling cool. you right now if arcane season two were set in the high noon AU, I'd be fine with oh that. I could go a whole nother season with that cliffhanger not resolved just to get a full season of high noon shit. I would actually that be would be real. Uh, yeah. I didn't think about that about another arcane season being an AU instead. I think high noon would probably be their best bet. Oh, I'd be so good. Do you think it's would, the most interesting for sure? I agree. Do you think they would go with it though? Because I feel like no, no, they would go with like. <laughs> what do you think? No. We went. We only have to get into it here, but well, actually, I mean, if they if they did it. They might actually go with High Noon. Um, I, I think... The KDA. <laughs> oh my god, please. Um, no. I think Project, that mm. aesthetic might be a bit saturated. Yeah, I wouldn't, wanna, I wouldn't yeah. care about Project as much. I mean, I'd watch it, sure, but I wouldn't care as much. I think yeah, High Noon would stand out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't get a lot of cowboy shit on Netflix. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. not Just in one. general. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. I would love to see that. Do it, Riot, please. And like... I, and I have a very soft spot for, like, supernatural cowboy shit. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of just straight-up westerns, although I do kind of like those, too. But, mm-hmm. like, supernatural westerns, 
They're that is my, more fun. Yeah. yeah, they're my jam. I even <laughs> like the really shitty ones. I, I've enjoyed like Jonah Hex. Like <laughs> it's such a strong like collaboration of like styles. I don't know. And then it's it's I, I completely agree. I think it's fucking I would Yeah. God, you're like, don't fill me with that idea because it's never gonna fucking happen. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> That's why preachers never, so good. It's never gonna yeah, happen. It's, oh. Yeah, absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Alright, so next up we've got Pulse Fire. After unlocking the secrets of time travel, these champions are thrust into a far-flung dystopian future. While Chrono Enforcers relentlessly pursue them across time and space, a small few have escaped into history, taking their technology along for the ride. This one's Pulsefire Lucian. A dedicated Chrono Enforcer, Lucian joined the Remembrancers when he lost his wife Senna in an errant Praetorian attack. Now he searches for her while bringing justice to the reckless time travelers who would cavalierly tear holes in space-time. They have her italicized. Have... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. That's, that's... Not this time. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Prestige, Pulse Fire Lucian. Through his work in bringing their opponents to justice, Lucian earned the personal attention and gratitude of Thresh, leader of the Remembrancers. Armed with special modifications to his Pulse Fire seat, suit, Lucian embarks on his relentless pursuit across timelines. <laughs> relentless pursuit. I didn't uh-huh. the first time. Uh, <laughs> through it all, however, he can't shake the feeling that this upgrade isn't all it seems. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Is there any stories that follow up on that, on any of that? Uh, mm. Not a lot about like his whole armor shit. Mm. Um, but I mean, like yeah, him and Thresh, because I assume Thresh is like actually bad. He's just like he gave him some sort of weird upgrade thing, right? Yeah, that's kind of the the idea. I don't think there's follow-ups, although there probably will be at some point because they do release stories for this one. Yeah, um, This one has like a kind of cinematic called Systems Online where we see Lucian's pulse fire guns being manufactured in, I guess, some sort of pulse fire lab. Um, and then the short story, Out of Time, which is like the Ezreal story, which starts out right out the gate with him uh, just being chased by Lucian. <laughs> And having to admit that, like, fuck, Lucian is way faster than I am. And he tries all of his tricks, but Lucian sees them coming. He's like, fuck, how did he see them coming? And then Lucian's all like, you're not going to get away this time. He's like, oh, no, I fought this dude before shit. (laughs) Uh, So he gets cornered. Lucian breaks his nose, uh, but he's able to time jump away. Lucian is also the one who shoots his time crystal, which is the whole reason why he needs to get Echo to help him make a new one. Mm and steal one from himself in the past. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, we have Project. Among the megastructures and packed streets of a future controlled by global corporations, a shadow war rages between rebellious augmented humans and newly empowered artificial beings. The winners will shape the course of history, and the losers will be forced to evolve. This one is Project Lucian. Once a sentinel within the command line, Lucian has seen Project for what they truly are. His dual-ion core lightcaster pistols now serve Genetic and the Human Rebellion, bringing down their technological oppressors with brutal efficiency. And uh, the it's part of two cinematics here. The first one, you can just kind of see his gun. Uh, it's the outsider cinematic. His gun is damaged on the ground at the opening of this cinematic as the camera kind of pans over a battlefield. Mm. The second one is Overdrive, where Fiora and Lucian rescue Master Yi from a project facility, and they're all attacked by Zed. This is like a... It's a pretty badass fight, yeah. honestly. And the, cin- the whole cinematic in general is pretty cool. Um, 
Zed continues to lend himself incredibly well to action cinematics. Um, <laughs> when we get to Zed, I feel like there's going to be like 15 cinematics where he's just <laughs> fighting various yeah. people across Rune Terror. Yeah. yeah, throwing those fucking like, shirts off the. Yeah, like off the top of my head last night, I was like, who the fuck has he fought in cinematic so far? I've got like Darius, Yasuo, Lucian, Fiora, Master Yi, Zaya, Rakan, and like probably more. <laughs> that was just the ones I could immediately pull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> this is a really cool yeah. cinematic, though. I completely agree. The fight's really, really neat. Um, it is pretty impressive how how Zed, you know, holds his own. But, you know, he's got an army of clones. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Can't count out those clones. <laughs> so that's it for AUs. I've got some fun facts. Lay them on me. And then we'll be Lucianed out. Mm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, we mentioned it originally. Uh, originally voiced by Patrick Seitz. Um, and after Senna's release, was uh, revoiced by T.J. Storm. Mm. Mm-hmm. They had a white guy voice him at first. Yeah, and that's why they changed it. <laughs> um, Do you know that Patrick Seitz guy is Garrosh Hellscream and Arthas from Warcraft? Oh my god, I did. Yeah, apparently I, he just said a bunch of words that didn't mean sorry, anything he, he, to me. I'm he's done so a million sorry. things. Um, <laughs> that T.J. Storm guy does a lot of stonework too. I was, I was just looking to see. I'm, I'm curious to see what what these different people do. And it's interesting to see what people dip into. You know. So, <laughs> yeah. um, Lucian's title during production was the Gun Templar, which another uh, <laughs> another equilibrium reference. Um, and in the Polish localization, that's actually how it was released too. Oh shit! It's pretty cool. That's it, very like that makes me think. Yeah, very Warhammery. And we'll get the fucking Gun mm. Templar out here and shit. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, Lucian's was the first login screen to start with an animated sequence, uh, with his, you know, wife, Senna's soul being dragged into Thresh's lantern. A very different looking Senna. Mm. It was a very yeah. different looking Senna. It doesn't look Senna. anything like Senna. Yeah. <laughs> the vague I idea. Like design. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Cullen used to be the first ability in the game to directly scale with attack speed. That all changed in the patch 5.22. Mm. Um, but it also is the first that allowed for firing backwards while moving. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty cool. Um, Lucian's dance is a reference to Revolver Ocelot's gun spinning <laughs> from Metal Gear. Dope. Uh, Lucian was the first champion to ever get a chroma pack for his classic skin, mm. which I feel like I distinctly remember because um, I loved Lucian. Yep. That was my that was my go-to skin. I think that sold that chroma pack was Lucian. Yeah. So. <laughs> it looked real good. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh of Lucian's guns, the less ornate one is his, the one with the L engraved on the side, and the more intricate one was Senna's, which has an S instead. And the letters were at first thought to mean light and shadow. Mm. Cute. Uh Lucian and Zed perform the naruto run when they have very high movement speed (laughs) (laughs) it's very important uh if senna and thresh are played on opposing teams a quest will trigger for lucian as well this in-game quest consists of a battle uh himself versus thresh to earn the opposing champion stack of souls um so essentially like if senna kills lucian she'll get whatever souls he's collected for the passive and vice versa for her Mm. souls um, if Thresh kills Lucian, Thresh will also get Senna's <laughs> souls. Like, man, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't feel like I've encountered that before. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't notice it. 
I don't know. Weird. Uh, Hired Gun Lucian, uh, his recall references Morpheus, while he himself Mm. references the twins, both Mm. from Matrix. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dope. Uh, Let's see. So we talked in the Leona episode about the description that Project Master Yi gave to Project Leona. Project Master Yi has another crazy description <laughs> for for uh, Lucian. Uh, Piercing flame, he cast in light. I see his vision, free from shadow, a blazing melody. Beyond the light, nothing. Purity, bound in fury. His aim remains true. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, Master Yi, high as fuck yeah. in the project. <laughs> I like I like that idea. It's it's a neat it's a neat uh, thing to have a character like how they're seeing things and perceiving things. I guess it's neat. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Blizzard, High Noon Thresh, very strong resemblance to basically a cowboy version of uh, Alexei Stukov from StarCraft. Mm, I I don't remember. I'm sorry. Mm. I feel I know. It's right. Yeah. He gets turned into a Zerg. Um, he's kind of like the, the the Russian battle cruiser captain who goes like half Zerg and helps uh, uh, Kerrigan. Okay. But yeah, he's got the whole half of the body thing that, that Lucian's got going on too. Interesting. Interesting. And finally, Demacian Vice Lucian's recall is a reference to the epic split done by Jean-Claude Van Damme in that... Uh, that car commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, you've never seen that? No, it's okay. You, st- it's like, a split. you see a close-up of him, and the camera like slowly pans out, and he like starts sinking into a split, and you realize he's got like one foot on one car here and one foot on another mm. car, and the cars are slowly okay, pulling apart. Okay, now I think I know what you're talking yeah, about now. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you're describing it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's Lucian. Yeah. That's Lucian. Yeah. We did it. Congrats, everybody. I'm going to wrap up quickly because our baby is hitting me right in the bladder. Oh, sure. She has been for, for several minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Okay. I really liked it. Uh, there was like, Lucian has a lot of lore. Yeah. And I think like he has, he has a higher number of quality stories than probably most other champions. Yeah. I think like we talk a lot about like slight improvements we could make and like tweaks, but like in general, I feel like. Lucian stories are at a higher caliber than most others. <laughs> yeah, I think they've staked him out as like, oh, he's a big protagonist, so we'll give him, we'll give him a little love. You know, they're, they're in his corner. Yeah, <laughs> which is good for him. Yeah, and I agree. More thought out than a lot of others for sure. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening. We have a Twitter; it's at Loreheads, and we're also on Twitch. Loreheads, or is it just Loreheads? Yeah, God, I don't know why. Twitch.tv slash Lawrence. We stream two nights a week. Uh, we'll play League on Saturdays. John does TFT on Mondays. We also have a YouTube. We post these episodes there. And we have some parody songs. And we have a Discord. The link is in the description of this episode. And we have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to all of our patrons. And a special thank you to our Madarda tier patrons, Jeremy Rich, King of Hearts, and Mylect. You were all awesome, and if your souls were stuck in oh. a lantern, I would rescue you. Aww. Would you eventually learn to, like, get over your sense of vengeance and to let them go? And then have that re- revelation, like, three or four times. Yeah, really hammered yeah, absolutely. In. It's all part of the, it's the hero's journey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and join us next week, because we're finally going to be talking about one of my mains. <laughs> 
the fae sorceress Lulu. And they say I have a grim sense of humor. <laughs>